What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Friday show brought to you by the Great Girth Podcast. Austin, buddy, how in the hell are you? I'm doing good. It's been a while. It has. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, we apologize in advance to people. We did not put out a, a thing saying that we weren't going to have a Monday show this week. Uh, Austin and I have extremely demanding schedules right now, so it's been kind of... <laughs> basically, you guys aren't getting the same commitment, if you will. <laughs> like, we're just not that committed to you right now. Hey, I'm committed to this, just like Colin Kaepernick is committed to football. Pretty much, yeah. It's just like a... Well, I guess I got time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it's really been hard because Austin's got to work really demanding hours and I have to get up fucking early. So the weekends are like the best time to record. The thing is, is the weekends is our time to do what we want. But let's get right into it. So did you hear about um, Biden calling his fucking press secretary? Hold on, let me look this up. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but basically Biden fucked up. How the hell is it? Uh, okay, so Biden blows up at news conference with after the whole meeting. Did you hear about that? Oh, where he's like, like, what do you do all day? If you don't understand yeah. that, you're in the wrong business. Like, you didn't answer the question, uh, Joe. Was a good question. <laughs> he just so fucking he, flipped. Apparently, some people overheard Emmanuel Macron talking right. about he he thinks that. Um, he was saying, he was, Emmanuel Macron is the president of France, for anybody out there who doesn't know. Um, they did the G7 summit. Apparently, some people were talk, um, he was talking to some people, and someone overheard him say he wouldn't be surprised if Kamala Harris is in the office by 2022. See? See? <laughs> That's what I've been saying, dude. This guy's fucking out of whack. We already know this, though. It's not no surprise. It was very clearly just to get Orange Man out the White House. So we got this guy who, what the fuck was it, um, did that, and then there was something else, too. Damn it. I can't remember what it is now, though. It was so fucking funny. Cards to the meeting with Putin. Wait, what's that again? He had to bring his own flashcards to his meetings with Putin. Yeah. He missed. He called somebody by the wrong title, though. I can't remember what the fuck he called oh, this person, but he called Secretary of State Andrew Blinken as his foreign minister. <laughs> what are we? The what are we? The English? We don't have foreign ministers. We have secretaries. Oh, We're that shit was funny. <laughs> I was dying. I saw that shit, and I just started laughing my ass off. I saw Blinker's face. It's like a little confused, and it's like, oh, why I can't look confused and just look serious. So funny. Oh, you know what? This isn't very political, but it kind of reaches the political realm. So it has to do with cancel culture. Did you hear about Charles Barkley? No, what they do to my boy Charles? He's going to quit at 60. So when his contract expires, he's leaving inside NBA because of cancel okay. culture. Right. I mean, he's been very uh, open about how he feels about it, but, like, I read this shit today where he was straight up like, no, this sucks, and then he was saying, like, all the bosses and shit are cowards, and we can't have fun anymore, so when I'm 60, I'm out. 
I can't wait for the Daily Wire to give Charles Barkley his own show. That's what's going to end up happening. Or like Morgan Wallen's going to end up getting his next album on there. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, Daily Wire is going to rescue all these big names and make a name for themselves. Like they're going to, they're not just a movie studio now. They're going to end up being more than that. Oh, I mean, that's but, what's up. Did you hear what Dave Filoni said? No, 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 fill me in. Dave Filoni has been hired as the executive media direct, the executive director at um, Lucasfilm now. So he's the second in command uh, from the Evil Witch. But the rumor is, is that he's calling the shots. She's not anymore. Good. So it means some changes will be made. Dave Filoni says he wants the he wants to have another um, season of Mandalorian, and he wants to make sure that Gina Carano is hired back for it. See, I'll watch it again if she goes back. But because of the way they treated her, I was like, no, nah, I don't want to watch this shit anymore. It just left a bad taste in my mouth. And I hate that, dude. I don't like like not having to watch something anymore because of stuff like that. But it really pissed me off. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not giving them my money. But if she comes back, that would be cool. My only thing is, do you think she will? I mean, after that treatment, if it were you, wouldn't you be kind of, eh, I don't know about this? I don't know if you can turn down Star Wars, to be honest. But the politics and shit is just out of control. I don't know about that. I mean, if Dave Filoni is in charge, it's not going to matter. Like, Kathleen Kennedy's not allowed to touch anything that um, Dave Filoni's doing anymore. Well, right. And what I'm thinking, honestly, is if they can offer her a good contract, like, you know, if the money's right, she'll definitely be all for it. Yeah, I'm sure Dave Filoni is going to. Hold on. Say that again. I am sure that Dave Filoni calls her and says, hey, I'm in charge now. Kathleen Kennedy's not. Um,. Let's do this. I think she'd come back. Yeah, I mean, like, if there was a guarantee, you know what I mean? Like, if the money was good, and there's a guarantee that the backstage politics and the Twitter shit would not interfere, if I were her, I would be all for it. I mean, you gotta think, they're probably making decent money off of that. It's fucking Disney. As much as I hate them, you know they make good money. They've gotta pay their actors a decent sum. I mean... It's got to be on par with making money off of, like, a film, basically. Yeah, that's my third favorite Star Wars character. I'd be pumped if she came back. Well, I loved The Mandalorian. It gave me hope because, dude, after uh, Last Jedi, I completely stopped giving a shit about Star Wars. But then I watched Mandalorian. Have you watched The Bad Batch? No, that's the animated one, right? Yeah. I've thought I've heard some pretty decent things about it. I've thought about watching it. It's pretty good. I mean, it's not as good as the Mandalorian, but then what is as good as the Mandalorian? Well, yeah, and that's the thing, man. Is right now Mandalorian's kind of all they're doing because they don't have anything in theaters yet. And from what it sounds like, they're going to be doing everything on Disney Plus, which is yeah. probably a, it's probably smarter, really, because they got that deal. Which I think it sucks, but it's totally genius. Where they you have to pay an extra twenty to see shit, like what is it a month before they put it on Disney Plus for free? That's super genius. 
Yeah, like, that's smart as fuck. I hate it, though, because I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> like, that defeats the purpose of having it. But that's how they'll make good money, because people will pay for it. But uh, yeah. oh, before we get, before we nerd out on that, let's get back to the political realm. Austin, sir, because you work in politics, I have a question for you. So, did you hear about um, God, uh, Hungary or whatever, the country, they barred um, LGBT shit, like content for me and shared to anyone under 18, meaning they can't teach it in schools and shit. Did you hear about that? Um, very briefly and very generalized terms. I haven't looked into it too much. Okay, well, in a perfect world, it means that, like, obviously, little kids can't be affected by it. Like, as, you know, as we have the issue here. My question to you is, because I'm not very smart with politics, can that be overturned? In like, is... Yeah. Well... Hungary is really one of the last dictators, dictatorship, real fun dictatorships in all of Europe. So I don't think it can be overturned because it because he's ruled by a singular individual. Um, well, right, it's different than the United States. I'm not very versed in the Hungarian legal system or anything like that, so I can't say for sure. The Hungary, I'm hungry as Gary. Sorry, it's just a funny word. I was curious because I read up on it, and I'm like, is that any different than us? Because, you know, out here we can overturn shit very quickly or very right. easily. Like, I don't think this this whole um, you need to be 21 to purchase tobacco products is going to last very long. I hope it does because I'm really opposed to people buying cigarettes. But I'm also on the spectrum where I understand people's argument where they're saying, you know, like, but if you can go to war and shit, you should be able to buy a drink at 18 you should be able to smoke at 18 which i totally get i just think it's not i don't think it's right i fully support the drinking age the smoking age everything to be 18 it's scary though it makes you wonder like how much drunk the drunk driving like death rate would go up and shit like that it makes you it kind of makes me wonder i mean all right but but tony you know as well as anybody what 18-year-old kid goes, it's illegal for me to drink this beer, so I'm not going to drink this beer. Well, that's that's true, because that's where it happens the most. Is like, now that I think about it, when I was younger, I drank a lot. I mean, I drank more over the years because I had access to it and I had my own problems. But when I was younger, I did it a lot because I was like, fuck yeah, against the law, I'm going to break this fucking law. And then like I was doing it for, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like It was cooler then. When I hit 21... It really wasn't that cool anymore. But, yeah. How how there's The the debate is, how effective is the 21-year-old alcohol um, prohibition? Right. I think it's a giant waste of A, money, and B, I don't... don't... Hold on. Say that again. You cut out. It's legal or not. I said that I think it's a waste of money, and I don't think it's effective because the eight, the kids that are going to drink are going to drink whether they want to or not. That's true. It's, it's kind of like the gun law. I mean, you can't stop bad people from getting guns, yeah. too. 
if you're old enough to buy a long gun, you're old enough to go, pick up a rifle and go to war, if you're old enough to um, get your driver's license, if you're old enough to do this whole giant list of things, I think you're old enough to have the power to decide whether you should be drinking or not. Now, you know, do I understand arguments that say, well, none of those ages should be 18. They should all be 21. I can hear that argument. Well, yeah, but, but the issue is, is you're an adult at 18, and that's it's kind of retarded. I'm very anti-general, very anti- in the perfect world, it was up to me. The legal drinking age um, in the legal drinking age in private homes would be like twelve years old. Would have there'd be no private drinking age. Well, there's some countries that do that, right? Like there really is not a drinking age. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I know that like in Russia and shit like that, it's um. They drink vodka at the table like it's water, basically. It's something that every family member drinks. It's not considered alcohol. I mean, it is, but it's not like... It isn't like you and I would look at it here. It's literally just like milk on the table for for the family, which is weird, but, I mean, if it works for them... Like, here's here's where I see people's argument. Honestly, when you're 18, you're considered an adult, right? Well then why can't you do adult things such as drink beer? So I totally get that. But I'm also like, well, if you have to be 21 to drink, then I think you should be considered not an adult until you're 21. But then that doesn't make sense either. I just, it, it's in a round. So it's really like a, it's a gray area in a sense. It's kind of like saying, um, God, what's that other thing? I was, it's very similar to this. You have to be, uh, you have to be 21 to buy a handgun. But you can go get a fucking rifle at 18. Right. It's stupid because the idea is, well, nobody's going to go lunge around a rifle to protect themselves in their car. You would a handgun, though. I'm like, well, regardless, either one is deadly. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, you know me. I'm pro-gun as shit. But that just doesn't make sense to me at all. Right. And my whole thing is, like, I... I could be convinced either way of raising or lowering those ages. Um, anybody out there knows of a, like a child behavior or like young adult behavioralist or someone who knows the um, what the ins and outs of the externalities of what all this stuff means. We'd love to have them on and have a discussion with them. But from all the things that I've seen, everything I've talked about, everyone I've talked about, the difference in in mental capacity between 21 and 18 isn't as so massive that you need to create new laws and new thresholds for individuals to abide by. Yeah, that's true, because there is a big difference. It may not seem like it, but the mental capacity, it's very, very big. I mean, even from like 21 to 25, there's a big mental jump. Most people don't know that, but... You know, when you're doing your shit and you know what you're supposed to be, basically when you're doing, you know, you're taking on your responsibilities, you grow and, you know, mentally you grow as well. So there's a huge jump there. It's the same way as 18 and 21. At 18, yes, you're considered an adult, but you're still a kid. I mean, 
when I was 18, I still felt like a fucking child. I didn't truly feel like an adult till I literally was 20. And by then I was still, you know, I'm still a young guy. I'm not taking jobs very seriously. So why should I be allowed to just go get drunk and potentially kill someone? But again, I see, I see your side as well. I mean, yeah, it makes no sense that you can sign up for the fucking military and go take a gun and basically kill people, but you can't have a beer. Right. It's, it's weird, and I don't think that we'll ever actually get away from that. Like, you know, now that's a good question. Do you think there will ever be a time where the drinking age is lowered? Um, I think it, I think you have to be honest with yourself and realize that every, like the, the acceptable age for things have been, has been lowering forever. Yeah, no kidding. Um, like the acceptable, the acceptable age for, um, like sexual conduct, conduct or the acceptable age. Cause when we were kids and we were freaking 12, there was no way in hell people would have caught, would've let us get, let us get caught dead. Um, like playing Grand Theft Auto or other games like that. Right, but exactly. Nowadays, it's eight. You get on there, it's eight and nine year olds grinding Call of Duty, um, riding down the streets and hitting, hitting freaking strippers. And yeah, <laughs> I know, exactly. Like, hey, you guys ever heard that song by Imagine Dragon? <laughs> Imagine <laughs> dragging these balls across your face. <laughs> Dude just jumps in the water, is freaking dying. <laughs> That's how little kids are. It's the truth, though. Like. I couldn't tell you how many times my dad would yell at me like, God damn it, I'm so sick of you playing that fucking Vice City. You're 10 years old. Like, he used to get so mad at me, dude. But now it's like, it's rationalized to the point where my niece plays Fortnite and Apex and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with those particularly. They're very violent, but they're not, they're not, they're not inappropriate. But my thing is, is, now my kids looking at me saying, "Daddy, when I can, when can I play video games?" And I'm like, "Dude, Olivia, you're seven years old. You're way too young to be playing those types of games." But she doesn't get that because of the fact that her friends, her friends. and yeah, they all played video games. And I'm like, "Dude, this is happening way too fast." There's just, and I'm afraid if I let her, it may damage her mentally because that's a lot to take in at a young age. But I've heard the argument from friends where they're like, well, what if that makes her smarter because she matures faster? Yeah, kids, and, the th- and also the thing is, kids who are shown to start playing video games at a younger age, have better hand-eye coordination, better problem-solving skills, are tend to be more organized, and tend to do better in school, even though you hear from all these crazy old boomers that, oh, video games rot your brain, but kids who started playing video games, like especially especially Minecraft kids who play, start playing those like sandbox video games, Roblox, um, Minecraft, things like yeah. that. And even up into uh, games like call of duty and overwatch and things like that. Kids who play them tend to have better hand-eye coordination when they're in school. They tend to have better reading, uh, reading comprehension skills. They, tend to um, be better problem solvers and they they tend to be able to pay attention better um, in class. 
So yeah. when, I have, when I have kids, I mean, the set by the before they're one year old, one years old, they're going to have a controller in their hands. Now it's not going to be plugged in, and they're going to be playing quote unquote with daddy, but they don't got to worry about that. Austin's going to be like, here you go, this is Call of Duty. And they start playing on your shit. You're like, whoa, whoa, bro, you're fucking up my storage. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your own account, Jonas. <laughs> Jonas. Is that what you're gonna name your kid? Jonas. I don't know why. I don't know why I somehow married another gay man and we um adopted some dude named kid named Jonas, but <laughs> But yeah, they say that video games make that uh, makes kids smart. And I'm like, well, I can see that. I can definitely see that. My other big fear is addiction. I do believe that video games can be addicting. Not right. like to everybody. It's literally it's the same with marijuana and um porno and all other sorts of stuff. It's not the product, it's the person. Everybody has an addictive personality. And I believe you can get addicted to video games because of who you are as a person. I mean, it's very easy to get addicted to shit. I'm addicted to caffeine. I've got an addiction to fucking alcohol. Like I think it's just the person and some people can't handle certain things you know you got people that you know for example i got a uh, i have a friend who all he does is play video games it's gotten to the point where he doesn't work his wife does all the wor- working cooking cleaning and he spends all this money on like you know building his computer building his new xbox surround sound system thousands of dollars that they don't even have and he neglects his children and on and on but nobody knows how to tell him, like, dude, you're spending way too much time. Like, he's playing Minecraft and, you know, just, just your average games, Call of Duty, whatever. But he's literally 11 a.m. to, like, 4 a.m., like, just every day, nonstop. He only gets up to eat shit and maybe say hi to his kids. And that's, that's freaky. That's frightening. I wish there was a way to figure out how to break that chain. Because, again, some people just can't handle it. I mean... Shit, dude. The amount of time I play video games is literally probably six hours a week. That is nothing compared to the average person that plays video games on their free time. Right. But I'm afraid that Olivia might just be like, hey, can I play my video game now? Because she's like that with the tablet. But that's also my fault because like most parents my age, I shoved a tablet in her face at an early age. That's I'm willing to admit that's where I'm at fault because Everyone has done it. And I saw something the other day that, like, really tore me up, dude. I was just, like, it made me feel like shit. But it's a it's a painting, like, a, an art. The, uh, God damn, it was an art still of two parents laying in a bed. Each one is rolled over on their own side on their phone. The child is in the middle crying. And she has the tablet in her hands. Oof. And, it, yeah, it broke my heart. I was like, damn, this is a real good picture, A. Like, look at those brush strokes. This is amazing. (laughs) And then B, this speaks to me. I'm like, this is bad, dude, because this is what my generation is doing. This is what the newer generation is going to start doing. Like, you know, do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's it's good for a certain extent, but it's scary because I think that we are relying too much on technology and video games, especially with younger kids. And it's also easier to shove off on them, too. Like I said, I'm guilty of it because... There are times where Olivia wanted to do something. I'm like, I'm I'm trying to do something right now. Can you play with your tablet? Okay, sure. And then, oh, I don't want to, but I guess. And then they become really reliant on it. Like, what seven-year-old 
asks for a movie before bed. Most of them today. It wasn't like that when we were younger. You know what I mean? I don't know. I had to go on a rant there. (laughs) My thing thing is just like, hey, I just... I want to use video games as a teaching material, not so much as entertainment purposes. Right, that's true. Always going to be parts of video games that are always going to be for entertainment purposes. Right. I selfishly hope my kid loves Minecraft just because, like, how fun would it be to just sit down with my, like, little, my, my son and just grind out a giant build or something? But also, there is always that concern that they turn into that bum. Right. But, yeah, it, I think it's it's more the person, too. You know, like, it's the same thing I said with weed because marijuana is the perfect example. I know people that can do it. And they have full-time jobs. They take care of their responsibilities. They're good parents. And they get high all the time. But then there's people I know that get high all the time. And literally, they have no conversation or relationship with family, friends. They can't keep a stable job. They're getting into more drugs. It's really, I think it's just all the person. That's the problem with today's society. It feels like there's no real conclusion to anything because... It all goes back to that famous saying, we need to start taking responsibility for our own actions individually. But we don't do that. We all like to play victim. And in, in this day and age, ask the government to fix our problem. Right. And um... What the fuck? Don't do meth, kids. That's what Austin was trying to say. Yeah. Um, unless it's a little bit according to Tony, but you know. Yeah, I know too many people that. <laughs> you just you just want to look. Just a little bit of, just a little bit, not a lot. Yeah, exactly. Just a little bit of soy with it. But uh, <laughs> um, at work today, we were in this really nice part of the neighborhood in um, down south, and this freaking old lady came to the um, truck, ordered some food. And then um, I helped her get her food um, to her car. And she was like, having a hard time with her walker and the food. And she tipped me $20. Damn, so he's got some facts, stacks. Did she tip you in ones? What was it? Say that again? Did she tip you in ones? No, so this is... These are tips from other people. Oh, okay, I was looking at this shit. I was like, did you fucking get tipped in ones? I'd be so pissed. Then oh, there I we go. A, then I have a 20 from her, and then a dude in a suit dropped a 20 in the tip jar at the end of the day at night. That's kind of nice, man. I mean, sounds like you're enjoying it so far. Sounds busy as hell, though. It's crazy. We're, like, just getting started trying to get um, all these different events lined up when we can go, where we can go, and making sure we have all the employees we need, so we're interviewing people all the time, uh, right, right. And all food costs is going through the roof now, and there's not enough like truck drivers to deliver f- food, so there's all kinds of shortages. Well, right now, too, with COVID, even though we're opening back up and everything, people are still afraid to go to work. So, like, downtown, we have, like, barely any of the food trucks out. Matter of fact, a lot of people went out of business because of that. Right, and the food truck, the food truck um, I'm helping run 
they don't do like lunch spots anymore. They only do like private caterings, corporate lunches, and like public like events. Right. Like, the big jazz in the park. Go there every Sunday and all kinds of stuff like that. So. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, it seems promising. Food trucks are a good business to get into, especially in today's economy. I mean, it, it's hard. It's like that conversation we had about startup companies. Any company you start up is you're going to lose money the first couple of years. You got to be prepared for that. Right. That's what um fucking. I was reading about a company that start did a startup a couple of years ago, and they I can't remember what company it was, but they had lost like. 426 million in two years or whatever yeah but like uber the first oh dude uber uber's losing money. money uber hadn't made money in like four years in like six years or something like that so same with lyft yeah they just they weren't doing very well but you know hey you gotta yeah, start they, somewhere I last year i think last year was the first year they made any money or made profits. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, uh, every driver I talk to about the whole pandemic, I'm like, did you make any money? And they're like, yeah, because all that was available was the uh, Uber Eats orders and stuff like that. There was barely any people that wanted a ride to work. And, you know, people like me that still had to work during everything, I could hardly get a ride. It would take, like, almost an hour for me to get a, a fucking ride, especially in the morning. But people were at home constantly. So there were people out there making more doing the delivery driving than they ever did. Just regular routes. Yeah, exactly. See, I thought about doing it when I get my license, <laughs> I want to do like DoorDash and shit just on my off time. Dude, Cause I want to do it on my off time, but I need a vehicle. That's going to be do that. Cause like if I use my van, it might break down and I use my new truck. It gets good enough gas valves where I could do it. Just it'd be nice to get something else. But when I was, but it's so hard for me to drive a small car. I, we just don't. I just don't fit. Right. No, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, here's the thing too. You got to remember, um, there's some apps. I don't know if DoorDash does it, but like Grubhub, they will not let you register your car unless it's like a certain date. I think it's got to be like a 2007 vehicle and up or whatever. Well, Grub like Grubhub and stuff, they don't care. It's Uber and Lyft. That it has to be a certain thing because they don't want you to roll up in a sixty-eight freaking Ford Mercury with. Um, oh yeah, that's true. That's all. That's all trashed out. So, but I know that for the um, for food delivery, they don't care. See, that's perfect though. Well, yeah, you could park your vehicle like literally miles away from it <laughs> and just walk up to their door like hey here's your food and they open it up like did you eat some of these fries <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you going to deliver some food from El Hardin and they're like what the fuck dude where's my enchilada oh my god I can't breathe this freaking uh, video I saw in here it says um some dude asked the um, asked the prostitutes like, "Yo, how much for how much for you know?" The lady goes, fifty dollars is for monthly. Eighty dollars is for I'll, for eighty dollars. I'll send you a video of any length you choose." Dude says that seems like pretty steep prices. She said, 
well, I'm worth it. And he goes, all right, sweetie, I'm going to report you to the IRS. Have a nice time. And she goes, okay, <laughs> see a couple, like a month later, and all capitals, did you actually call the tax services? You absolute virgin on being audited. I hope you're happy, you virgin. <laughs> no girl wants to touch you anyway. Thanks for ruining my income. <laughs> <laughs> you virgin? <laughs> Dude, that has to suck. But think about it. There literally has been a big. Uh, there's literally been a big issue with like OnlyFans and stuff like that, where <laughs> the fucking IRS is getting involved because a lot of these OnlyFans workers, models, whatever you want to call them, are not paying their taxes, and they're actually making good money off this shit. But that's that's the government for you. If they can't tax it, they get irritated. Hmm. You yeah, know that, what else? Uh, so, uh, Go ahead. There's a problem I have with my truck, dude. Some dude was being really dumb about... Um, um, so, so dude be, was real dumb, sold the truck to somebody else without signing over the... Um, without signing over the title. And then that person sold to somebody else without signing over the title. So when I bought it. The person who signed the title wasn't the right person. So now I've got to go through this whole process now um to try to get it switched over because the um dmv wants to be able to tax every single one of those chart every single one of those transfers and that's why they won't let me register until all that stuff's done dude that person's a piece of shit that's that's messed up and that's so the the step-by-step shit's retarded like you got to go through all that crap yeah, I mean, it's okay. Be a pain you know in the butt. We'll do it. But you know what? Like to me, the worst thing in the world is, and this has happened to me when we went and got a car from a dealership that was like a, an affordable one. They didn't include the city taxes, and in the city county of fucking Denver, dude, the taxes are outrageous. Like I only had to put maybe five hundred down on that vehicle, right? Ten thousand dollar vehicle in the long run. This fucking tax, this the uh, property or uh, you know sales tax. This shit was like seven hundred dollars. It was out fucking rageous, and I was so mad that the dealership hey. didn't include it. Yeah, but they did that shit on purpose. They had to. Have. There's no way that was an accident. Did you buy that car in Denver? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a like mistake. An- <laughs> like an idiot. Yeah, dude. I was like, oh man, I'm never fucking buying from a Denver dealership ever again because uh Commerce City there sells tax, it's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a whole lot cheaper. It would have been a whole lot cheaper had I have done that. And the fucked up part is here was the shitty thing. I lived in Commerce City when I bought that fucking car, but we went to Denver and bought it. So it didn't matter because they tried explaining to me, like, you know, it doesn't really it doesn't matter if you'd have paid for it at a dealership in the county, you know, Adams County, a uh, different story. But because you got it from Denver, you got to pay the the sales tax from them. And I'm like, God damn, dude. So needless to say, I spent more money that year on the sales tax than I did repairing the car and shit. I was so mad. I was like, man, the government is so quick to take my fucking money. Yeah. Regardless. Pretty- you know, they put their hand out they're like, hey, here you go. Have you seen this um 
thing online about um, how people's hamsters have died. What the fuck was like a hamster death epidemic? Someone said, everybody tell me how your hamsters died because they always seem to die either the dumbest reason or the most horrific reason. (laughs) They are. are. I popped the balloon and it had a heart attack and died. Um, Someone said, my mom was accidentally vacuumed up Vacuumed up by mistake. How the fuck do you vacuum up a hamster? They're they're not that small, are they? I guess they can be. Um, one said mine drowned in my dog's water bowl. It literally floated there for a couple days till we found out it was dead, not swimming. <laughs> That's messed up, but it's kind of funny. This one said oh, he fell shit. down the stairs in a hamster ball. He was a runner. He was not a track star. Yeah, <laughs> we found out which one could which one could run faster. Clearly, not the hamster. My parents left me alone, so I let my hamster run free in the living room. Tell me why he ran straight into the fireplace. <laughs> I'm um, sorry, but that's a dumbass animal. <laughs> there was one I saw. It was like it nibbled through the wall and was stuck in the wall. We were trying to get it out, so I had a great idea of like punch a hole through the wall. I punched a hole in the wall, and I ended up squishing the hamster. <laughs> Oh my god, dude, those things are like they're literally the analogy of the how socialism is explained like cheese with the lab rat trying to get the cheese. That's pretty much what a fucking hamster is, dude. I said boo and it passed away on the spot. I wasn't even sad about it. I was just disappointed. <laughs> do you remember that? This this is a little off topic with the politics, but do you remember the episode from Drake? Did you watch Drake and Josh? Yeah. Do you remember the one about fucking Megan's little pet hamster, Hervey, and they, Josh takes a picture of it and it fucking passes out and they <laughs> thought they killed it? <laughs> Dude, they're like trying to give him CPR and shit. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know why. Every time I hear the word hamster, I start thinking of that episode where he goes, hey, little Hervey, takes the picture and the fucking thing falls over. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what? Um, Guess what was stuck in my head today that I couldn't wait to share with you? What's that? <laughs> the story you told me about the fucking the Qdoba that had avocado in it or guacamole. Oh, so tr- he was my buddy was so triggered. I was like, "How are you allowed to be triggered? You stole that burrito. You can't be <laughs> that had guacamole. Yeah, guacamole. <laughs> the reason why is because I was passing by one of the restaurants in the building I work at. They had the tables for Uber Eats and DoorDash and all that, like right out front of the restaurant." But it's, like, within reach for somebody to just take it and fucking take off. And I started thinking about, like, somebody stealing it and then going, oh, I can't wait to eat this food. And then going, oh, there's guacamole in it. <laughs> I'm so triggered. Because I walked in. I was hungry, bro. I stole it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> he, uh, he has the audacity to complain about it. He didn't spend a single cent on this food. Right. Free, but he got, you can't, you're not allowed to get triggered. No, exactly. <laughs> I just couldn't wait to share that with you. I was like, damn, thinking about that because there was so there was a lot of food. When I was at work today, there was like a really big meeting. That apparently some politician was in town, so they fucking catered. I don't know who it was though. I didn't really care much to find out either. I was like, eh. I like politics, just not that much. All I know is he had Secret Service with him. Oh shoot. Yeah, you ever seen them fucking Secret Service guys? Dude, they go door to door trying to find out like the parameter of the building how it operates 
who's in charge. Like, dude, they don't play around. We're talking like miles upon mile radius, depending on who it is. I know that when Obama came to town long ass time ago, same scenario. They right. had Secret Service dudes coming to our door and, you know, back when I was in that security job and they were like, we want to know who comes and goes, when the building closes, when it opens, what doors are open, what sides are, you know, are they on mag locks or the key locks? Like, dude, they needed to know all this shit. And it was crazy because it was literally just me and this pothead. So it's not like we were taking our job very seriously. And the potentially the life of the president was in our hands. <laughs> yes, I I've I had to deal with it over one when Romney came to Denver, I deal with him one time. It's just so horrendous how retarded they are sometimes. Right, man. It, it's a lot of like they did it with Trump too, and uh, not not the time he canceled because of COVID, but years ago when he was. I think it was literally when he was just running for president, uh, came to the convention center or whatever at Belco theater. And I, I wanted to go, but I had to work. Well, that was like a couple blocks away from 16th street. That had to have been a good, like four or five blocks. And those four or five blocks were blocked off by cops. Like you could only go a certain route. And I was like, damn, this dude's not even president yet. <laughs> <But> <laughs> They don't play though, man. They take that shit seriously. Mm. You know, I got to thinking. I always wanted to be president when I was a kid until I found out that your whole life is like on display. Right. Like, literally, think about it. You know, I just got to thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know, as much as Trump called CNN and all that fake news, you got to remember. CNN was good for one thing. That's where you go when you want to know everything about Trump, like what he last had for lunch, what he was thinking about, how he touched his wife. That was the perfect place. It was like a reality TV show on CNN. I don't know why the fuck I brought that up. I was just thinking about it today. I was like, you know, CNN wasn't quite fake news because they told you everything you needed to know about every fucking sucker and step he took. Yeah, I'd, I, I would never run for political office unless it's like maybe I might one day run for like city council or something just like you know better my community but I would never run for anything big enough to get media coverage until they hear this podcast (laughs) they're like Austin you gotta drop out of the race (laughs) you said said tranny one too many times oh you said tranny that fat one said faggot (laughs) like I swear to god I'm not related to him (laughs) <laughs> he was just some dumbass. <laughs> he was sitting here talking about how he can't stand. He said, and I quote, transvestites. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that reminds me uh, to anyone listening, I would like to take this moment to give a special thank you to Mr. Robert O'Neill. Uh, he's probably not listening, but if he is, uh, Rob, thank you. Yeah, he definitely uh, watched the King Super, listened to the King Supers episode and never listened again. Well, yeah, he's going to be like, man, the audio on this sucks. So the, uh, Robert O'Neill is one of like four guys that have a podcast called the Cult Classic, or, uh, Cult Classic uh, Horror Show. And it's a, basically it's a podcast where they do reviews of older horror films. And that's what inspired me. Like that was the final step for me because I had been listening to Joe Rogan and all this stuff, but listening to their podcast and then finding out that, 
uh, ha- you know, one half of the band, if you will, their brothers, Danny and Scotty Bonin, are from Colorado. And they're pretty famous now, you know, like they're just starting out in movies, small roles, but they're they're getting up there. And then Robert O'Neill and Carmelo Chimera, the other two, they're getting pretty famous, too. They're well up there. And the podcast that they do is very, very, very well known, man. It's fucking I've uh, I've seen people like, you know, across country that know about them. So I'm like, damn, these guys are awesome. Well, anyway, I was listening to their podcast a long time ago and. That's what that was the final, you know, that was the breaking point for me. I was like, I got to do my own podcast. These guys are like way too cool. If they can do it, I can do it. And I just fell in love with it. And, you know, just out of the blue, I followed their page on Facebook. And one day I saw that all four of them had Facebook pages. And I was like, yeah, I'll go follow them because usually that's what you do with celebrities. You follow them. Well, they don't have a follow button, they have an add friend button. And I was like, hmm, we'll see about this. I don't think they're going to even fucking notice. I added all of them. They all added me back. They're very consistent in response to me. They talk to me whenever I talk to them, so they're pretty fucking cool. But, uh, yeah, Mr. Rob, or The Rob, as he's known as, thank you for taking time out and seeing my comments. I I really just wanted to show them my support because this podcast, they had kind of shut it down for months. And so I was like, damn, they're just not a thing anymore. And they had a little podcast, like an episode, just like an update on their lives a couple days ago. And so... I heard it and it was cool, but uh, Mr. O'Neill, thank you for taking the time out to potentially listen to our podcast as well as Grave Shift. Anyone that's listening, definitely check that out. It's pretty sick. We got a new yeah, episode coming out Friday. It's awesome. Night fucker. <laughs> I love Night Shift. <laughs> I post on Facebook. I go in there. It's my it's my payback for the stupid black and white. Uh, <laughs> about how how sad how all these stupid sad boys uh, <laughs> on this thing night shift <laughs> i don't well the picture i chose was actually off of anchor it's their property but they allow you to use it freely so i was like okay i gotta find something that's creepy and you know it works well that happens to work so i was like what what's more creepy than working at a fucking gas station on grave shifts in the middle of nowhere that's the you know that's just the perfect setting so i chose that grave shift was because there's only one other podcast named grave shift every other name i wanted was taken i was like night shift and scary time and all these stupid titles all taken but for those i would you guys i would have quit ahead. talking to you if you would have called if you called your podcast scary time we wouldn't have been friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good mic no, that was just going to be me being a smart ass, like scary time with Tony Trio. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> episode three comes out, guys, on a well today, technically speaking, since you're listening to this now. That would be today at 10 p.m. Uh, every Friday, I'm going to release an episode at 10 p.m. And for those of you that don't know, they're very short episodes. They're between 10 and 15 minutes, just movie reviews of horror films. And if you have any suggestions, let me know. Otherwise, you guys. Should definitely check out the red rift and you guys really 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 need to go to our facebook page because we're starting to get a lot of traffic and i apologize because i haven't been responsive to it but now that i'm seeing more interaction i'd like to keep up with it and be a little more attentive with all you folks that are sharing stuff and commenting on stuff otherwise um damn that's pretty much all i got for the plate what about you did you see any of the battlefield? Um, ads? No, 
No, what is that? Or explain this to me. Um, so you know Battlefield the game? Yeah. Yeah, they they're releasing a new one. Sixty bucks. There's no campaign. There's no single player. It is nothing but like four like three maps of multiplayer. Sixty bucks. Who the hell would pay well, I guess some people would, but in my opinion, that's the dumbest fucking investment ever. Like I'm paying sixty dollars. I want the full package, or at least not the deluxe, but I want the fucking standard package. Not three maps. That's retarded. But again, people will pay for it. Because I remember, like Battlefield Four had a massive life cycle. Yeah, but it had a single. It had a somewhat of a single player. Had a ton of maps. But I, I can I can't see myself spending sixty dollars on a freaking on four maps. Like Call oh, of no. Call of Duty isn't releasing a Call of Duty this year. Like you know, they're right. every year they're not doing it this year. Huh. They're gonna take a two year develop they're taking a two year development cycle to make the game better because they want to rebuild the engine for next gen to make it even better. Right. Well and that's kind of what a a good video game series should do. I mean, look at Grand Theft Auto. They release one every seven, ten years. And they're Dude, fucking amazing. The new Call of Duty needs to, or the new Grand Theft Auto just needs to come out. It's been what? Eighteen years since Call of Duty five came out, Hunter? Eighteen <laughs> No, it has not. Hunter Hunter, Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto Five was on Xbox three sixty, Hunter. Yeah, it came out in like 2012, 13, I think. Yeah, we gotta look this up. What year did Call of Duty 5 come out? No, Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh, so you don't want to look up Call of Duty, it's gonna tell you last year. <laughs> it's like literally a year ago. I'm just kidding. Grand Theft Auto 5. Came out in 2012. Right, so it's been a while. Well, right. But that's what they do, is they release these fucking games like every five to ten years. But I think that's what makes them so good. It gives them time to develop a good game, and it's not rushed. Yeah, it's absolutely absolutely insane on the fact that they haven't released a new game yet. I was like, what? Really? Right. Well, that online shit they're doing is so good. That's why I don't think they'll be making one anytime soon because well, they, now they have, everyone does online. They have to for next gen. There's no way they're not going to take advantage of what the new consoles could do because it's freaking like they're talking about the maps they can make on next gen are like they, like they were talking about the new the newest Xbox, the Xbox Series X. They were talking about making a hunting game. And the maps were literally as big as like the ent- an entire state. And, Dude, hell yeah! And they were that talking would be kind of like, cool. Tens of thousands of square miles, and so is, imagine if if um, Grand Theft Auto could just make the entire state of California be the map. See, I wish they would go back to Vice City just because that was my favorite game. But there was a rumor floating around that they wanted to make it to where you can go in between cities, like Liberty City, Vice City, San Andreas. But that's like 
10, 20 years down the road because that's a big fucking map. Well, they're saying that they can do that because um, the new the ba- the re- battlefield said the reason why they have so few maps is because the maps are 10 times bigger than the Warzone maps. Right, like it's supposed to go off of real time. Like how long it would take you to get to New York from Colorado is how long it would take in the fucking game. That's the goal. Yeah, I was like, oh my goodness. And that Europe, sucks. And so um, what's, what they're doing is Microsoft is having their flight simulator come out. Right. Um, which is going to be fun. And Euro Truck Simulator is going to do an Xbox version. And it is going to take you, if you drive from... If you drive from Las Vegas to um, Colorado, or from Denver to Las Vegas, it will take you 13 hours. Yeah. Because all they are just generating Google Maps and having you drive along Google Maps. See, because of Google, it's got me thinking I want to try Stadia. I've heard nothing but negative things about it. Yeah, but the thing about Stadia is like you don't have any of your games downloaded, so it's almost like you don't own any of them, and it's based on how good your internet is. So if your internet even has a bad day, like a storm rolls in, you can't play Call of Duty. Yeah, no, fuck that. Never mind. That's a terrible idea. Relying on streaming is retarded. Yeah, exactly. Now, here in Denver, we finally have gig speed internet, and I'm so pumped. I'm getting it because it, when they first came out, they wanted to do it, but they wanted $180 a month just for the internet. Not We were doing phone and TV, but Xfinity finally got it, and it only cost $10 more per month to get gig speed internet. So, right. Damn. I'm so, so, I'm so yeah. pumped for getting gig speed internet here. Hell yeah. I'm pumped too. Cause once I move in, I'm going to share that with you. <laughs> oh. Oh. Huh. You okay. Hunter just threw the ball and it just got me just like gently tapped the sack. Jesus. Well, speaking of the sack, I'm going to go hit the sack and then go to sleep. Cause my ass got to be up early for my government job. Well, my day job, got to keep the government off my back. You know what I'm saying? It's my slave job. Um, <laughs> otherwise, you got to go guys. hippies. Yes, dude. I smell hippies every time I walk in. Like, mm, it smells like homeless people and hippies. Same thing. <laughs> but uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Um, check us out at thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Check out Grave Shift with Tony Trujillo podcast. Also, we're on Instagram. I don't know if you guys know that. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Those don't seem to be very popular with the fans, so we got to get that going. Check those out as well. Uh, yeah, that about that about does it. Um, Austin, I will see you on the Monday Fun Day show, sir. Excellent. I will talk to you then. All right. Later, buddy. Adios.